Welcome to Watch Therefore. Our Savior Jesus told us to watch for His coming, and the signs that He spoke of are all around us, shouting, Watch Therefore, and be ready. So join me, Dove Schwartz, as we learn to watch and prepare for the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Watch Therefore. We're watching for our King, our Savior, Messiah Yeshua, the Lord. I'm here in the city of the great King, here in Jerusalem, and proclaiming His soon coming. He died on the cross for our sins. He was buried, and hallelujah, He rose from the grave. And now we are ready for His coming. He said, watch therefore, and be ready. So, Doe Schwartz here in Israel with a special guest on the program, and she is the director of such an important organization. When people think of Israel, they think, oh, wow, it's the Holy Land and the Holy People. And, well, the Lord says in his word that he's going to bring the Jewish people back from the nations unbelieving in their sin. And there's certainly plenty of that here in Israel. And abortion is a horrible problem here. Yet the Lord, wherever there's a problem, he is the solution. And he brings and raises up the solution. And so, Biad Chaim, which means pro-life, Israel pro-life, is all over Israel saving babies from abortion in the promised land. And the director of Biad Chaim, Israel pro-life, is Sandy Shoshani. Sandy, thank you for being with me on the program today. Thank you for inviting me, Dove. Well, let's do this. Let's have a word of prayer and then ask the Lord to bless the program. Oh, Father in heaven, in Messiah Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness towards us. Thank you for our listeners today. Thank you for our special guest, Sandy. I know and trust that you've pointed, put an anointing on her to bless and touch the people who are listening today. Thank you for what is on her heart that you've placed there, Father. May it truly bless all of our listeners today. We thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Sandy, I'm going to hand the mic to you, and I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, talk a little bit about yourself so people can know who you are and what you're doing. And then share some things that are on your heart. We've had you on the program many times. I, um, this may be uh, the first time people have heard from you. We're not going to talk as much only about abortion in this program, but the root causes that facilitate such a problem also we're going to talk about today. So I'm handing the mic off to you and turning you loose. Go ahead, Sandy. Hi. I'm sitting here in Jerusalem, as Dove said. Um, I've lived in Israel for about 40 years. I moved here right out of college, which tells you how old I am. <laughs> and uh, uh, my husband and I are pastoring a congregation in Jerusalem called Melech Lachim. We have six children, seven children, I take that back, seven children and nine grandchildren. We thank the Lord for that. And my passion is children. I've been here in Ba'ad Chaim, which means Israel pro-life, since uh, 2005. And the reason that I'm here is because God told me that we have to make a difference about abortion in the land. Now, I want to stop for a second. I think all of our listeners are hearing that siren. And, you know, I could turn this off right now and start again after the siren. But, Sandy, I'm going to tell you something. I think that siren should be something that shakes all of us up right now to say, this is urgent. What you're talking about, I've heard all this before. Yeah, well, you know what? Maybe there's something different the Lord wants to show you today. Maybe there's an urgency. He wants to shake you by the shoulders and say, um, Shema, believer in Messiah Yeshua. Listen, Shema Yisrael, right? Hear, O Israel. Hear, O listener, to watch therefore today. Sandy, please continue. 
Yes, that siren does remind us of something important. Even last night, we had a drill here in Israel, all over the country. At 7 p.m., we all had to learn how to go into our bomb shelters in case there was an attack. But every day this week, there's been an attack. And, you know, I often think about the consequences of abortion. You, you listening here may not have thought about this ever, but abortion has a consequence not only in the individual but on a nation. And when a nation is paying for the abortions in that country, there is a consequence. In Israel, our government is providing free abortions for women who need the abortion, who fit into categories such as pregnancy out of wedlock such as um, abortion causing depression for the mother. I mean, really, really. We need to take the life of the child in a more serious way, don't we? We need to say circumstance is not a reason to take the life of a child. And I often think about what Mother Teresa said. She said, we should not be surprised when the enemy is killing our children, when we are killing the lives, taking the lives of our own children. And it's really something serious to consider. We have in Israel now, I'm sure you're following the news, if you get this in your news, that we have 16-year-old kids with little knives, pocket knives, stabbing soldiers. This week, there were more than four stabbings. There's a policewoman right now in the hospital in critical condition because someone took a knife and stabbed her in the neck the other day in Jerusalem. This is not something small. Maybe it doesn't even make your media. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you're seeing in your media that only Palestinians are being, they're being shot, but they're being shot because they've stabbed an Israeli police person. And I'm sorry if I sound passionate, but I am passionate because life has great value. And the lives of the Israeli citizens are in danger. And I believe that when we consider life of the unborn child as, as something easily discarded, We need to take into account that our walls of protection are being broken. God says, I will protect you. I will surround you with walls of deliverance, with songs of deliverance. But he says, who will he do that for? The one who seeks me. The angel of the Lord camps around those who seek him and the angel of the Lord delivers them. Yes, but if we're not seeking him, then it's like our wall of protection has a hole in it. And friends, we can't allow that hole. We need to take a stand for things that matter to God. And what does what matters to God? The children, even the unborn children. You know, when they brought, the disciples told the, one, the mothers with their babies came to Yeshua. And the disciples said, get out of here. He doesn't have time for you. And Yeshua rebuked them. He said, let the children come unto me for to them is the kingdom of heaven. Those babies are precious in the sight of God. And the unborn child is no less a human being than the one who's in its mother's arms. Why? Size and location? Come on, really. If that were true, then the unborn child would have less or more value than me because maybe I'm getting older and my cells are decaying. But I mean, we can't base life on that. Life is based on the fact that we are created in the image of God. And if you've heard this before, then I'm happy And I want you to remember it because we need to take a stand for what God takes a stand for. We need to care about the things that grieve the heart of God. And when God weeps over the sins of our nations, we need to weep over those sins. Ezekiel 9, 4 says that the angel was sent out to put a mark on the head of those who groan and sigh over the sins. And we need to be those who groan and sigh. As a matter of fact, this morning I was thinking about in Hebrews chapter 5, it says that Yeshua was interceding with tears. And I was thinking, how often do we intercede with tears? How often are our prayers tearless? God wants us to be shedding tears over the sins. 
primarily the loss of the baby. You know, in Israel, when a soldier is killed, the whole nation mourns because we say that soldier was ours. He's mine. We take ownership for every soldier in our country. And friends, I mean this with all my heart. Let's take ownership for every unborn baby. Let's weep over those babies who are lost and say, I care for them. And Dover saying that we wanted to talk about the roots of abortion. Oh, so you'll, okay. So we just, I just want to say then, we need to consider in Israel right now, our government is paying for 20,000 legal abortions a year, 19,000 something. And the illegal abortions are probably that many. Why? Because people really are not aware of the value of life. You know, thank you so much, Sandy. And when you were talking, one of the things I was thinking about is in uh, the Nazi um, uh, expressions of hatred towards the Jewish people and their plans and their purposes, they couldn't execute those plans publicly out in the streets of Berlin. They, they couldn't do that because it would be ghastly. It would be something that would cause outrage and an and, and absolute um, uh, absolute. I have to do something about this. People would not be able to tolerate watching what they did. So here's what they did. They put ghettos together and put the Jewish people in ghettos. They, they had extermination camps where they were out of sight and they were out of mind. That's why when the Allies, when they came in and freed the Holocaust survivors, they made the people who lived in those areas walk through those concentration camps and those extermination camps to see what was actually going on in their community, Right. Well, it's the same thing with these babies. They don't just hack babies up in the middle of the street. Well, who would tolerate that, right? No, but they have these places that are sterilized, and, and they, all, they wrap it up in medical terminology and things like that. But the reality is they're cutting up babies. The reality is they're dismembering babies. The reality is, is this is a holocaust. And, and so the second largest abortion clinic in the world where they do this to about 10,000 babies a year, is in Houston, Texas, where, which is the center of listening for this program right now. And so we're going to go to break. And with regard to this break, I want to remind all of our listeners today that what we need to do is we need to pray. We need to seek the face of the Lord. And we need to be ready We need to be ready to pray and weep over these babies. We need to be ready to organize. And and, and Sandy, here in Jerusalem, this is happening in Israel. Oh, God, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. So, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name, even help us get through the rest of this program, Lord. And bless our listeners. Now, I want to give you some good news. I want to give our listeners some good news. Here it is. Biad Chaim is part of the solution. And babies' lives are being saved here in Jerusalem. And I get to come here. And guess what? Your donations help me come here. And your donations help save babies in Israel. Uh, because Sandy and this organization is part of our partnership with Blessing Israeli Believers. I get to see the babies whose lives have been saved. I get to see the mothers with their babies. Sandy, you invited me to a meeting not long ago where there's a whole big room full of babies and mothers. And I got to see the fruit, literally the fruit of the womb, the fruit of this labor that you're doing here. Yeah. And so I just encourage all the listeners. There's good news. Hallelujah. You know, how about a little love, brother? There's some good news. The good news is babies are being saved. People's lives are being changed. And 
Some of the mothers even through the birth of their of their children and and the witness of Messiah Jesus here in this place, they get saved. They come to the Lord. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So you can go to blessingisraelibelievers.com. There's a big special segment or part of the website that is dedicated to Beyond Chaim, Israel Pro-Life. Click on there and prayerfully and financially support Sandy's work here. This costs money. This costs how many millions and billions of dollars are being blown, flushed down the toilet for foolishness. I talked to a friend one time in the 2008 housing crisis. He said, well, I lost, you know, I don't know, $15 million or whatever on a subdivision that went south when the financial crisis hit. How many babies could we have saved for $15 million? Oh, my God. How many orphans in Africa could I feed for $15 million? Come on. Come on. Folks, people, there are people who are out blowing money at Home Depot and at all these places on boats and new cars and new houses, and babies are dying. Listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't have a boat. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a nice house. I'm not saying you shouldn't eat at nice restaurants. I like to eat, um, and, and I have to exercise a lot. I'm getting older because of that. But my point is, if you're going to do all that, why not also sow into things that are eternal? So into life. Now, I'm preaching, so I'm going to stop. So go to BlessingIsraeliBelievers.com, and I, don't, I want you to take the time, the rest of the time of this program, Sandy. There's something else that's on your heart, and, and I'd like you to share that with our listeners, because not only is it beneficial here in Israel, as the same as a pro-life message, it's also beneficial for our listeners in Texas and all over the country. So we're talking about education. We're talking about the parents' role, the church's role, and helping our teens to be prepared for what's about to come up in their lives. You know, statistically, we just did, we saw some statistics in Israel recently, and I'm sure it's even more true in America. 50%, more than 50% of the teens are having intercourse before they're graduating high school, before they're 18 years old. This is a serious thing. And I think primarily the reason for this is because what they're learning is just online. It's through porn. They're not learning any real truth from their parents. Parents are not talking to their kids. Parents are not open. And if they do, it's some kind of little embarrassed thing that they're doing. Friends, we need to be trained how to talk to our children. We need to be open. We need to be willing to educate our kids. And we need to allow the churches. So Ba'ad Chaim is starting a special program. I'm really excited. We just hired a nurse midwife who's going to be speaking to our schools and our congregations here in Israel. We say congregation, not church, but they're going to be speaking to our congregations and the parents in those groups and our teens teaching them about sexual development and how to hold a line how to decide what your limit is why is that important what is abortion what are my limits how far should i go how should i respect my body you're worthy you're not like this paper cup that somebody should use and throw it away you're a glass of crystal you have great value. You are precious. I'm not talking just to the women, the guys also. And what does it mean to be a real man? Doesn't that mean to protect a woman? Not to be macho and use somebody and then be able to boast about how many girls you've had, but to really protect a woman, to care for her and be her cover. Isn't that a real man? So, you know, what is it a real woman? It's not that outward beauty flirt. Right now, actually, I read an Israeli study that women are being trained in high school this is what they're learning. I don't mean that the class, but I mean by society, they're being trained that the, the highest value is to look hot. And that was the term they used in the survey. To look hot is a value. 
we need to retrain. We don't even need to just teach. We need to retrain that our highest value should be to know how precious you are, to know how great value your body is and your soul is, and not let somebody just kind of use you and then pull off the tape. And every time somebody uses you again, it's like your arm is getting more wounded because you've had this connection and you're getting hurt again and hurt again. So our goal is to get into the first of all the congregations and then move out and teach in the schools. Because we need to talk. Parents, if you have a teenage child, that child needs to know you're approachable. Otherwise, who are they going to approach? I mean, statistically, it says that in the churches now in the U.S., eight out of ten guys are in porn. And what does that mean to our society? What does that mean? I know when I teach in our congregation, I'm not ashamed to talk this way. I say, kids, if you, I'm teaching the young teens right now. And I say, if you see something popping up on your phone, I mean, the kids are not looking for porn. They're looking for the last soccer game, but something's going to pop up and it's going to be something unclean. And I say, kids, I'm going to teach them. What do you do when it pops up? Do you open it or do you exit? And I want those kids to be yelling, I'm Xing it off. I'm closing that box because I don't want it to pop up on my phone. And, um, you know, as part of my job here at Badheim, I'm also part of teams of teen conferences and camps. And I talk to the girls openly and I tell them, girls, if you have been sexually abused, you need to talk to somebody. If you are cutting yourself, if you are not eating, if you are vomiting, we talk about all these things. We're totally open. And I'll tell you, a lot of the girls came to me and told me they were in porn. A lot of the girls told me, my boyfriend is, even though we're both believers, is pressing me to go more and more. To be, they're just, they're not waiting for sex or they're doing all kinds of stuff that leads to it. And I say, guy, girls, let's pray. Let's ask God to help you. Let's be accountable one to another. Let's study the word on these things. We need to be proactive. We don't need to wait until our kids are getting pregnant. You know, I was speaking in a church recently and the pastor, he said, okay, our girls have been trained not to have abortions. We've trained them that life is a value, but we have so many single moms in our congregation. I don't know what to do anymore. Because they know they shouldn't have an abortion, but they're sleeping with their boyfriends. And friends, we need to teach our kids, you do not have to say yes. You can respect yourself. Wow, it's so good what you're saying, Sandy. The reality is, you know, I used to say this about discipline. I would say, um, uh, if, if you don't discipline your children, the world will. The difference is you will discipline them with love and with intention and in and, and, and a very narrow way with great boundaries that is a very safe way to discipline your children. But the world, that's not how the world will discipline your children. The world will discipline your children to use them and to abuse them and will hurt them in ways that they'll carry those wounds the rest of their life. The same way with what you're talking about, about talking to them and teaching them the word of God as it pertains to living a holy life a righteous life. Here's the thing though, moms, dads, you can't give what you don't have. You can't give what you don't have. If you're not living a righteous life, if you're not living a holy life, if you don't love the Lord, your God, Messiah, Jesus, with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you certainly can't transmit that to anyone else, especially your children. Why? Because they watch you. They live with you. You can put on your church face on Sunday morning, and what you talked about, Sandy, it's scary to me. I don't say this with arrogance or pride. I say it with fear and humility, taking heed lest I fall. What I say is this, though. There are surveys that show there's a large percentage of pastors hooked on pornography, 
hooked on pornography. Folks, this is for real. This is a this is a very intense magnetic pole that is destroying the lives of listen, as believers in Jesus, we're targeted by Satan and his demonic forces. And if that's not the the way you understand the reality of this world, you gotta you gotta get in prayer, you gotta maybe get saved by Jesus, you gotta read your Bible and learn that we're in a war right now. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but hallelujah, mighty through God in the pulling down of stronghold. Sandy, with a couple minutes we have left, would you please pray for our listeners today that they would hear from the Lord and respond accordingly? Here you go. Lord, I thank you for those who are listening, that their ears have been attuned to what we're talking about here today. And I ask you, God, that you would heal them. Heal the brokenhearted. Heal the parents who feel like they've failed. Heal those who have strayed from you. Heal the kids that are feeling like, I have nobody to talk to. Father, we ask you that you would restore the father's hearts to their children. I ask you now, Lord, for those fathers who haven't known how to meet with their children. I ask you for those mothers who are hurting and saying, oh my gosh, my kids have gone away and I'm guilty. No, Lord, remove the guilt. Remove the guilt and shame and bring restoration of relationships. Bring holiness. Lord, we know that your mantle is a mantle of love. It says in Song of Solomon, your flag over us, your banner over us is love. And I ask you now to cover. Cover the mothers, cover the fathers, cover the wounded children, those who feel lost and alone. Cover them with your banner of love and bring restoration, bring healing. And I pray now that we would press on. We would not look at the things that are past, but press on to know the Lord, that we might have new life in our relationships, new life with you, and new life for the kingdom. Father, we thank you for your glory. And I ask you to bring revelation into the churches that are listening here, for the people that are listening. That we would be willing to speak up and bring righteousness. Amen. Thank you so much, Sandy. Thank you for being on the program. These are things that are real. These are things that are on the heart of the Lord. These are things that are game changers. Yes, these are game changers. These are things that make a difference. And so may the Lord take this program that we've done today and blow life through it. May he bless all of our listeners today. Now, again, if you would like to get directly involved, you can do so. You can become one of our prayer partners. You can get on our uh, monthly newsletter. You can go to watchtherefore.tv. That's watchtherefore.tv. There you'll find blessing Israeli believers and poured out for the nations. But on watchtherefore.tv, there's a special sign-up sheet to sign up for our newsletters and frequently like every second third fourth month we put biad khaim in our monthly in our monthly newsletter also you so you can pray you might say well i don't have any money to give but you can pray you can pray for biad khaim and you can pray accordingly with the prayer points that are in our in the newsletter also you can financially partner when you financially partner with blessing israeli believers pro life we have a blessing israeli believers pro life division of our ministry that uh, that supports financially Biad uh, Chaim on a monthly basis. And folks, listen, I just want to tell you, it's a lot of money we give every month, and we just trust the Lord to give it to us. And thankfully, we haven't had a break or a hiccup in that. Please help us continue saving babies in Jerusalem. Don't you think that'll bless the heart of the Lord? So uh, here's how we've closed the program. Uh, we, we, we know it's important. The signs are all around us. Watch, therefore. Messiah Jesus. He's coming. When's he coming? 
He's coming any moment. Be ready. Thanks for listening today, and please join me every day, Monday through Friday, unless our Lord Jesus returns for us this week. This program is listener-supported and depends on tax-deductible donations to stay on the air. Give to Watch Therefore and contact me through our website at watchtherefore.tv. You can also send tax-deductible donations to Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. Again, by the web, watchtherefore.tv, and mail, Watch Therefore, P.O. Box 564, Pearland, Texas, 77588. You can also call me right now at 713-624-0943. That's 713-624-0943. Keep watching for Messiah Jesus.